You're listening to WTJU Soundboard for this Friday, May 26th, 2023. I'm Arian Ballou, and this week, some new money for license plate readers across Virginia, a Bobcat tracking initiative, and trial and error at the Quirk Gallery downtown. Let's jump into the stories. Your license plate might be coming to a state database soon. Michael Pope explains why. That's because local law enforcement agencies are about to get new high-tech license plate reader technology from pandemic stimulus recovery money. You know, exactly where it was supposed to go, right? No, this is all pretty suspect, says Senator Chap Peterson. It is a fact that the state sought to basically expand the use of license plate readers, I believe it was for state police and other state agencies, and we rejected that. And now it feels like an end run that they want to take this ARPA money and just start doling it out to local police departments. In this last General Assembly session, there was legislation on this that was rejected. So lawmakers here are on record saying, you know, for now, we're not really interested in collecting this information on license plate readers. Thank you very much. We're going to reject that. Now, thanks to a decision from the Virginia Criminal Justice Services Board, local governments will have access to $1.6 million in funding for license plate readers. A rep from the ACLU of Virginia says there's concerns about privacy, and we're likely to see bills in next year's General Assembly that put some serious restrictions on these readers. It is really interesting that this state board was interested and willing to allocate money to something that the General Assembly has already explicitly rejected. So I think you got a law, lot of lawmakers looking at themselves and saying, hey, didn't we already, like, aren't we on the record here saying that we don't want to do this, and yet the state is doing it anyway? The state seems to be doing something that lawmakers explicitly rejected. That's Michael Pope. He made these comments on the podcast Pod Virginia. Albemarle County is updating its comprehensive plan. That'll guide development, education, transportation, and housing planning for the next few years. But it might conflict with some environmental goals that were set up in the last plan. Seville Weekly's Richard DiCicco explains. The last comprehensive plan called for development of a biodiversity action plan. So those things are kind of in conflict. And so our writer Carol Diggs decided to do a piece about some of the efforts that are being made to look at the way that human activity is influencing biodiversity efforts. And so there are researchers and volunteers uh, that are working on two key projects, one of which is a bobcat tracking project. So they're, they put like these collars on the bobcats and they have GPS tracking and they can track where the bobcats go. And apparently bobcats are a good option because they're in 48 out of 50 states and uh, people just like bobcats is another thing. That's kind of why we put them on the cover because... People love bobcats. Um, The other project that she's writing about is uh, a lot stranger, and it is about counting roadkill. So they're going down the streets in Albemarle County, and they have volunteers um, counting and documenting the animals they find that are uh, alive or, or dead on the road. And so that is to see some of the ways that they can minimize the animal impact Um, or route animals around that or under bridges or whatever. It's an effort to not kill as many animals on the road. A new report calls attention to a practice in Virginia of incarcerating people even after their sentence has been completed. Michael Pope reports. 
Virginia currently incarcerates about 400 people, even though their sentences have already been completed. It's part of a system called civil commitment, which allows the state to detain people who have been convicted of sexual offenses until they can prove that they are no longer a danger. Wanda Bertram at the Prison Policy Initiative says Virginia is one of 20 states that violates due process this way. We are taking those people and we are putting them in detention facilities, confinement facilities indefinitely until a rotating cast of inexperienced medical staff says you are ready to go home. That is shameful, right? It's something that we should all be paying attention to. Two years ago, the General Assembly considered a bill to ditch Virginia's system of detaining people after their sentences have been completed. Lawmakers ended up abandoning the idea after Republican Senator Bill Stanley raised objections. There's nobody in there that seems like they should be getting out, in my humble legal opinion. They are very dangerous persons that are already there in civil commitment. A new report from the Prison Policy Initiative calls for Virginia to reconsider the practice. I'm Michael Pope. For Arts This Week, we chatted with Frank Phillips, a teacher and working artist in Charlottesville. I asked him about his new exhibit in the downtown Quirk Gallery, titled Trial and Error. So at one end of the Quirk Gallery, there are about 250 small little studies I make them in like field notebooks that I can carry in my in my pocket. And um, I try to go to that whenever I'm wanting to get onto my phone and look at social media and be distracted. It's it's a better activity to have the practice of drawing and it's it's really a muscle. So I'm I'm sketching things that may end up being an underlayer, medium, or something that looks fairly familiar to an end result in these non-objective pictures. Or it could be a tree or the cat that's holding still for 10 minutes. You can find Frank's work from now through June 18th in the basement lobby of the Quirk Hotel. The paintings themselves, they range in size. I think some are about arm's width uh, and some are larger than human scale. And they are very flat but very packed spaces of uh, shapes. Um, not necessarily exact shapes like squares or rectangles or triangles, but um, edited shapes that have length and width and fill in the canvas or the paper, uh, almost like a puzzle would. And what I really am interested in is when I make the corrections or edits as I go, sometimes you get clues about how these things were built. And uh, the passages of those spaces in between are really what intrigues me and what I think shows what it is to be human. Thanks to Frank Phillips, Michael Pope, and Richard DeChico for joining us this week. You can hear the news live on WTJU 91.1 FM, weekdays at 9 and 4, and Arts This Week every Wednesday at noon and 7. I'm Arian Ballou. Our theme song is Kyoja Beat by Morena Lasco and Jay Pun. Subscribe to the show wherever you get podcasts, and check out more podcasts at virginiaaudio.org.